It's never stood here on a Sunday morning or behind the pulpit to share, and she's been God's been giving her a message, and I didn't want her to hold back any longer, so that's why we wanted to have her today. And I know that the I know that you love Tanya Sinclair and appreciate her and the ministry, the deliverance ministry she's been a part of of the church. Yes, give her a round of applause, appreciation. She's not here today for that, but I tell you what. Give honor to where honors due, and we appreciate her. But she's just going to share and share a word this morning to us. And how many here this morning say, Pastor, I am going to give my close attention and want to hear what God is speaking this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So will you welcome now Tanya Sinclair. God bless you, Tanya. Bless you. Leah saw this big Bible, and she said, are we in big trouble? <laughs> this is my Bible. All right. You guys, God is good, and he wants us to come to the table, and he makes a way for us to come to that table. And isn't that awesome? And, and I'm thinking the whole time, because I didn't know at first that we were going to be doing communion today, and that's a hard thing to follow. But it's awesome. It's awesome, to, and I'm so thankful today. Um, the Lord just wants us to know who he's called us to be and he wants us to know what he says about us but he wants us to know who he is that lives within us yeah. and y'all we're going to pray we're going to go to, to Jeremiah today and we're going to start in chapter 1 and we're going to start with verses 4 through 12 but if y'all would pray this morning that God just have his way Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, Lord, and we just want to thank you and praise you, Lord, for who you are. You are mighty and you are awesome, Lord, and you feel and you love and you save and you rescue, Heavenly Father, and you call us out of the grave into your great light. Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that you just have your way in each and everyone's heart and in their lives, that if they don't know you, that they come to know you today because of who you are and who you say that they are. Thank you, Jesus, and amen. amen. Jeremiah 1 and 4, the Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. O oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm not enough. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms. Some you must uproot and tear down, destroy and overthrow. Others you must build up and plant. Then the Lord said to me, look, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I replied, I see a branch from an almond tree. And the Lord said, that's right. And it means that I am watching and I will certainly carry out my plan. We're going to go to Jeremiah um, 17 and we're going to read 17 and 19 also. It says, get up and prepare for action. Go out and tell them everything I tell you to say. Do not be afraid of them or I will make you look foolish in front of them. For you see, today I have made you strong. 
like a fortified city that cannot be captured. Like an iron pillar of bronze wall, you will stand against the whole land, the kings, the officials, priests, and people of Judah. They will fight you, but they will fail. For I am with you, and I will take care of you. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And a lot of times we pray, God, use me. God, use me. God, have your way in my life. And then all the while, we're tensing up and we're afraid. And we're like, God, where are you about to send me? What are you about to do? Lord, I can't do this. I can't do it. And we tense up. And I was tensed up this morning before I came here. And the Lord eased it. He took it away. And for the first time, I can stand here and tell you that I'm at ease with God and what he wants. But a lot of times we also whisper to the lies that are spoken in our ears of what the liar says about us. We're not good enough. We're not worthy enough. We can't do what he says we can do. And he told Jeremiah, he said, I will fill your mouth. There's so many times that I thought in the most excellent way, and I know I'm going ahead, but there's so many times in the most excellent way that I didn't think I was enough. And I've done this since for about five years now. And I still thought that my words weren't going to be good enough, that I had to draw from other people's Stephen Furtick, T.D. Jakes, Adrian Rogers. The Lord started calling me by my name, by Tanya. He calls us by our name. He says, I will fill your mouth. You are not Stephen Furtick. I'm not Pastor Bynum. I don't have the words that he has to say. But let God use us. Let God use us. No one wanted to hear what Jeremiah had to say. But he went anyways. He did it anyways. And some of you might say, well, they want to hear what he says. They're not going to want to hear what I say. Let him fill your mouth. And it'll get across what he wants to say through you. We have to stop listening to the lies and the things that's whispered in our ears. The things of the liar and the things that we believe about ourselves. The, the Lord has something for us. And a lot of times I've heard pastors say it time and time again. Ministry gets messy. And there's sometimes things happen in the, in the ministry that the Lord's called you to do. And it's hard things. And you see people going through things. And you're like, Lord, I can't do this with them. My life was crazy. The Lord says, you can do what I said you can do. I'll fail you. I'll make you strong. I'll make you fortified like a city. He will, he will bring to what he wants. Not all of us are called to come up here. And I'm here today to give you this message because this is what was on my heart. But we are called to be on at all times. We're called to be on at the workplace. And the workplace sometimes is a killer. And sometimes it gets me. And sometimes I'm like, I just want to say something. But the workplace is good. And I have a lot of the work family here with us today. And I am thankful for this family. I spend a lot of time with them. I spend a lot of time. But we are called to be on. They see me at my good times and they see me at my bad. But we are called to be on all the time at home with our family, with our children, with our parents. He gave us a home. He gave us a family. And he wants us to enjoy him. But be on at all times. At the last leadership lab, I think it was Micah that said, we want to get from here to there. And how do we do that? How do we get from here to there? How do we get others from here to there? A lot of times they don't know who the Lord is. A lot of times we are dealing with blank canvases, people that do not know who he is because of the life that they were raised in, the home life that they were raised in, and maybe they weren't taken to church. 
And a lot of times, it's because of the things that they've done in their lives, the choices that they've made. Even though they were brought up in church, sometimes they've turned away and they've done crazy things in their life. And maybe it's things that they're going through right now. And maybe you're here today and your life seems a little bit out of control like Pastor said earlier. Maybe your life seems a little bit out of control right now. Maybe you've got a hidden addiction. Maybe you've got a hidden lie. Something that you don't even want brought out into the light. The Lord will take that and he will turn it around for his good. But like I said, sometimes the canvas is blank. And right now, some of you may be broken in this church because someone said something about you in a church. The church can hurt you. People in the church can say things that are not good. And it can hurt people and it can turn people away. Don't come here and, and don't say, I want to stop right there for a minute though because that's a lie of Satan himself also. Because even though somebody, the world hurt me, but I still have to walk in it. I still have to go where he leads. I have to walk in life. That is life. Whether we serve him or whether we don't, we have to walk in this world. We're not home yet. So don't let that get you down. If somebody said something about you, you walk on in that church anyways because you're not here to look at them. You're here to praise God. You're here to worship the one that set you free. You are here to put your eyes on him, not on man. Pray for them. They need Jesus too. Pray for them. But we serve a mighty God. Come to worship the one that set you free, the one that's done miracles in your life beyond anything. The world hurt me in more ways than I can. Y'all in the world... I was a liar, I was a cheat, I was a thief, I was a drug addict, a drug dealer. All at my choice. And the choices that I made. And then all of a sudden I wanted to hide who I used to be. Y'all, and the world still kept me out there. When I started going to church, the world still keeps us out there. The world, misery loves company. And they want to keep you there. But we have to start, when we start giving our lives to the Lord, and when we are walking with him, we have to look at ourselves differently. We have to see what he sees. Stop worrying about what others say about us and what the world says about you. The world called me a lot of things. But when I got saved, they called me the tattooed church lady. And y'all, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Y'all can call me a Jesus freak. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Our identity changes and we can do what he leads because of who he is and what he has done in our lives. Our lives will reflect our father. It'll reflect our Father. Who are you walking with? Who are you walking with this morning? We can go forward in him because of what he did on the cross so we could be forever changed. He makes a way through the lies. He doesn't hide them. He goes through them. He makes a way when there seems like there is none. When the world says you can't, he says you can. So my first question this morning for you all is for those of you not serving the Lord right now, what lie are you believing? For those of you that are doing ministry work and for those of you that know that God's got something else more in store for you and that he's calling you into something deeper, what lie are you believing? I serve a God that goes through the lies. When you look in the mirror, what do you see looking back at you? The first time that I remember looking in the mirror and I was trying to hide from who I used to be. And I was afraid of my own reflection at times. 
and what was looking back in the mirror at me. And I tried to hide that I wasn't a drug addict anymore, but then I was a drug dealer. And I tried to hide looking in the mirror at someone who I thought the picture of perfection should be. And sometimes we do that. We think we have to be perfect. We're not going to be perfect. We're not. And sometimes we look in the mirror and we're hiding behind things and we're hiding behind so many masks trying to figure out who we are and what we're supposed to be and who he's called us to be. And we just don't even know. We don't know who he is. You all, I can look in the mirror right now and I can see that I am loved by the Father. You guys, you are loved by the Father. I don't care if you're saved right now or if you're not. You are loved by the Father. We are called, though, to still, even after we give our lives to the Lord, we're called to sit with the broken. We're still called to sit with the broken from life. And the most excellent way, next door, and I'm going to hit on that for a minute, because he is the most excellent way. We've come to realize that the most excellent way has been for more than just addictions. Addictions is hard, but it's for those that are broken, because that's who he is. He is the most excellent way, and he is for those that are broken. Are you believing today what others say about you? Are you, are you believing what he says about you? He speaks good things into your life. So who are you believing? I want to believe the God of more than enough. What does that mean to you when doing ministry and leading others to him and walking daily in this life? Being set apart. Find out who your identity is from and what it is that he says about you and start believing that. Don't believe the Father lies in the empty words that he speaks into you. We're going to read a lot of scriptures, if that's okay with you all, and we're just going to let his word speak this morning. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. I am no longer who I used to be. I am brand new. Every day I'm brand new, Pastor. Every day. Ephesians 2.10 in the Passions Bible says we have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works he would do to fulfill it. We have, been, we have become recreated people, recreated. In one version it says we are God's workmanship. It says in another version, created in Christ to do good works that he has prepared for me to do. When the God of more than enough abides in you, you can do all things through him, which strengthens you. So know who he is. Praise him. Pray. Thank him. Love him. Go deep. Put your eyes on him, the one that died for you. Peter 2.9 in the Passions Bible says, but you are God's chosen treasure priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devout ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light, and now he claims you as his very own. He did this so you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. He calls us to go and to tell others what he's done. He calls us to go. It's all for his glory. There's nothing in me that can do anything without him. It's all for his glory. Romans 8.1 in the Passions Bible says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. There is now no condemnation. What are you saying? 
Turn. What are you saying? Turn. Turn from it. John 1.12 in the Passion Bible says, But those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority to become the children of God. John 15.5 says, I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you, but when you live separated from me, you are powerless. The commentary on that, on the branches part says, the branch of the Lord is now Christ, living in his people, branching out through them. He will do what only he can do. There's nothing within us. Ephesians 2.6 says he raised us up with Christ and seats us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for God will never give you a spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. He gives us love. He gives us instruction. He loves us beyond anything that I could ever imagine. Ephesians 2.5 says, Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He saved us, and we become alive. We become brand new. It is a new life, a new beginning, a new way, and it's something to thank him for. 1 John 5.18 says, We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning, for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We're born of God, therefore we should try to not sin, but when we do, he makes a way. He forgives us. All you have to do is cry out and say, God, I'm sorry, and mean it from your heart. He protects us, and the evil one cannot touch us. The lies can't touch you. The evil one can't touch you. He has no right any longer. We can step on him. We can stomp on him. He has no right in our lives. Ephesians 1, 4 through 8 says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Y'all, he loved us. He chose us. He gives us a brand new identity. But it was purchased with a price. The blood of Jesus. First John 4, 4 says, Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them. For the one who is living in you is far greater than the one who is in the world. Greater. Greater. We have authority and power over the enemy in this world because of him and who's living in us. We're going to look at Luke 10, 17 through 19. And y'all, I'm sorry if I'm just going, but his word speaks. When the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus, they were ecstatic with joy, telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. 
Now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in his authority. User's dreams can't touch you 13 years later. They can't harm you any longer. He makes you new and you want to be something else. Satan has no right. The lies stop him in their tracks. 1 Peter 1.23 says, For through the eternal and living word of God you have been born again, and this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside of you forever. And verse 25 says, But the word of the Lord endures forever. His word is what's standing. His word will never end. His word will take you through to the, to the day that he calls you home to the promised land. Y'all, I could go on and on and on with these scriptures, and I'm not even going to hit all of these, but, but we're going to hit into here just so you, if you, if you don't get it yet, we're going to give you a little bit more. <laughs> Philippians 4.19 says, He supplies all of our needs according to his riches. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Romans 6.11, In Christ we are dead to sin, and our relationship to it is broken. We are alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship to him. Romans 8.17 tells us that we are heirs with Christ. Romans 8.37 says that we are more than conquerors. Revelation 12.11 will tell us that we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So give it. Give your testimony because it's Jesus. It's not us. It's Jesus. He is the one that changed our lives. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says we are ambassadors for Christ who carry the message of Christ to the world. Matthew 5.14 says your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? You guys, you have become a light that cannot be hid. Colossians 1.13, we've been taken out of a life of darkness. He rescued us. Verse 14, we've been bought by his blood, made free. Our sins are forgiven. And John 3.16, we all know it. Y'all, we are loved, and we have life everlasting. So today, who are you believing? Who are you believing? Are you believing what he says about you, or are you still believing the lies? The Lord loves us, but he also wants us to forgive one another. He wants us to show compassion to one another, and sometimes that's hard. Sometimes we go in the stores, and people at this time of the year, they're nasty. People's just nasty. Me and Megan went to Bath and Body Works yesterday at the mall, and the girl wasn't having a good day, and she was just nasty. But we still have to show. Christy, ain't that right? You worked in the retail. <laughs> the Lord is good. And we don't know what those employees are going through either, although they need to share a little bit of compassion to the people that's in those lines too. So she was just a young girl. But something's going on. Maybe, I don't know what she was going through in her life. She was having a bad day. In the workplace, sometimes we have bad days, don't we? Some days we have good days. But we are still called to be on. And I don't have a lot more, but I've given you enough today in his word that says who he's called you to be. Leah, y'all can come on up. I only have one more thing to read, and then I'm done. 
but I've given you all enough to tell you of who he says that you are. So who do you say he is? Yeah. Who is God? Who is God? And I got this off the internet, and I will tell you that. I did get this off the internet. And it says, who do you say that I am? Who is God? I carry this in my Bible. I read it all the time. Cindy, I read it all the time. I read it at the workplace, or I read it at the work release center. I read it at the most excellent way. And this is who God is. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the keeper of all creation and the creator of all things. He is the manager of all time. He always is, always was, always will be, unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised but brought healing, pierced but eases our pain, dead but brings life risen and brings power he reigns and he brings peace the world cannot understand him the armies can't defeat him schools can't explain him leaders cannot ignore him pharisees couldn't confuse him and people could not hold him he is light love longevity and he is the lord he is goodness he is kindness he is faithful he is our god his ways are right eternal unchanging and his mind is on us he is my Savior, my God, my peace, my comforter, and he rules my life. We serve him because he is good to us every single day of our lives. His bond is love, his burden is light, and his goal for us is abundant life. I follow him. He is the power for the powerful, the ruler of the rulers, the leader of the leaders. His goal is a relationship with all of us. He will never forsake you, leave you, or forget you, overlook or mislead you. When I fall, he lifts me up. When I fail, he forgives me. When I'm hurt, he leads me. When I've lost my way, he makes a way. When I'm weak, he is strong. When I'm afraid, he is my courage. When I stumble, he steadies me. When I'm broken, he binds me. When I'm blind, he leads me. When I'm hungry, he feeds me. When I face trials, he is the one who is with me. When I face persecution, he shields me. When I don't have, he is the God in Exodus who was more than enough. When I face death, he will carry me to meet my Lord. He is everything for everyone in every way, everywhere. He is our God. He is faithful. I am his and he is mine. He is the Lord. Of, he is the Lamb of God, the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. His name is above all names. And he wants a relationship with us. He wants us to come to him. If you don't know him, if you don't know him today, he wants you to know him. He wants you to know who he's called you to be. And Pastor, if there are some here today that do not know him, and you feel that tug at your heart, come to the table and eat. Come to the table and he will fill you. He will fill you. Come today or if you are hearing that there is a calling on your life and you feel that he is leading you go deeper go deeper come to the altar and pray god use me there's a song that i told leah i was at one point i was in a little bit of trouble and i heard this song i give myself away so you can use me i give myself to you so you can use me. Let him use you. Let him love on you. Whatever you need today. He is all of that.
go ahead and sing this Tanya, song Tanya. in particular you're going to sing when you move darkness runs for cover when you move I'm sorry it's where you Revival will lead us back to him. And then when revival leads us back to him, where does he lead us? I'll tell you where he leads us. With brokenness and humility, we go forth. Tanya was sharing about that being used of God. She said something that's so powerful. She said that when we're saved and we're forgiven our sins, we become a children of God. And God fixes us. Then he tells us to go and sit with the broken. Oh! Some of you know who are the broken ones in your life. Some of you may be having dinner with them on Thursday. Say it. You may be sitting down with 
loved ones and relatives that have broken lives and you know it what are we supposed to do if we're the light of the world and we come to Christ that glorious light and we walk away with his light then we're to sit in darkness with that light we don't become darkness we become an answer to yeah, darkness yeah, yeah. and we hold that answer which is Christ and so he's called you to go and sit with the broken who's the broken in your life is it is it your co-worker is it your son your daughter your brother your sister your parents there's broken people and you know who they are and you're going to sit with them let the light of Jesus Christ shine out of you into them show them the love of God and show them God's love and his goodness show them show them who Jesus is through your actions and your words and your reaching out hey life is too short and this isn't the time for us to become stubborn have you ever met stubborn Christians oh I've met some stubborn Christians they won't apologize to people they need to apologize to they won't forgive people that they need to forgive and just forgive them and move on and even if they're at fault the other person is we forgive them anyway right right do you do you believe that come on I mean that's the way Jesus Jesus did that he did it personally one of the last words he said before he gave up the ghost and he died he said father forgive them for they know not what they do the very ones that nailed his hands to wood and caused much suffering and pain yes God forgive them forgive them we can forgive how many here believe God gives us the power to forgive right, right. that's a part of the light in darkness that's the part of the light in darkness so therefore who here is going to decide to sit with the broken you know you know what I'm talking about it means when you go to a restaurant and be seated next to a booth of people that smell like sinners come on somebody know what I'm talking about smelling like the world acting like the world we oftentimes won't be moved to another table when the Lord wants us to sit with the broken we come to church and some folks are done you know they just started they're new and they could have children and make a lot of noise and act up but we're supposed to sit with the broken and love we're supposed to sit with the broken the drug addicts and the alcoholics that sit in the house in the house of the Lord I'm glad that you got the love of God in your heart I'm glad I don't get phone calls and comments from people as pastors saying, boy, these people are really kind of bad news, pastor. I'll tell you, Lord, fill this house with bad news people because they need the good news. They need the good news. They need the good news. Hallelujah. How many are glad that you used to be in darkness and now you're in light? How many here decide you're going to sit with the broken and begin to minister to them and love them? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we love you and glorify you. Bless everyone in the house. How many here want to be used of God? Just raise your hand. Father, just anoint us and use us for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we glorify you. We praise you. Go ahead and sing us out of here. Then sing.